Hi everyone. Listening to these podcasts may bring up some strong emotions for you. Please allow yourself to find a comfortable space and reasonable time afterwards for nurturing and self-care. Thanks for listening. Welcome back everyone. For my podcast today, I would like to talk about feelings of not being good enough. Is this something you may have struggled with or indeed still struggle with in your life? And if you do still struggle with these feelings, do they play havoc in your everyday existence? I guess what I mean here is, do the feelings of not being good enough prevent you from achieving certain goals you may have aspired to? Or do you find yourself more readily becoming defensive when you feel you are being challenged in some way? Perhaps a person close to you expects something of you and the old feelings of not being good enough surface. Then, rather than saying you are unable to do a task or don't feel confident enough to do a task, your immediate reaction is to go into defence mode. If this is the case, could the feeling of shame be beginning to surface? Dr Brené Brown, clinical social worker, public speaker and prolific writer on subjects such as courage, vulnerability, shame, empathy and leadership, has talked about shame as the focus on self and that guilt is the focus on behaviour, further clarifying the statement as shame is, I am bad, guilt is, I did something bad. Brené also stated, shame is the intensely painful feeling or experience of believing that we are flawed and therefore unworthy of love and belonging. I had a wow moment when I read that statement, thinking about how it has played out in my own life. I know I have experienced a lot of shame in my life, especially when I was younger. I was born in 1949, only a few years after the Second World War ended. I had a German surname and I am an only child. I was ridiculed and shamed during my primary school years and was even severely punished when an incident occurred where a girl my age taunted me on the way home from school, calling me a Nazi. Now, I don't know if there are people out there listening that are old enough to remember Globite school cases. Well, let me put it this way. They are made to last. I swung my Globite school case around and knocked her in the head. I ran all the way home and, of course, didn't say a word. Shame? Maybe. I think it was guilt, really, wondering if she was okay, with a mixed fun certainty as to what was going to happen when I went to school the next morning. Well, you can probably guess... I was called up to the headmistress's office and there I was given the usual punishment of the cane across my hand. I truly don't remember how much it hurt or even if it did. That may sound strange. However, I feel I was numbed to the experience of attempting to stand up for myself and then getting into trouble for what I had done, which, of course, could have been very serious. As I do recall, there was a sizeable lump on the girl's forehead. 
As Dr. Tori Owls talks about, the information my brain was receiving was that I can be punished for what I may say or do, even though, to my mind, I was protecting myself from the shame of being called a Nazi. Dr. Owls also talks about the blocks we can put up to protect ourselves and the subsequent beliefs that have been formed that can create stress, be shame-based and also subject us to pangs of guilt. On the subject of the blocks that we can build up in our minds, they certainly can be tricky. We can feel angry to prevent ourselves from feeling vulnerable. But if we can slow down and allow the space to let our minds speak to us, we may be able to recognise the past feelings of vulnerability, which proved scary and perhaps even dangerous back then. However, things are different now, and a new way of detangling the association of shame and fear may be able to emerge. Is this possible with guilt? Can we detangle the association of guilt and begin to live our lives in a different, even more positive way? For example, as I have talked about in a previous podcast, there is so much we can feel guilty for when it comes to the grieving process. As with any loss, there is grief, and then guilty feelings can begin to surface. As David Kessler, an expert in grief and loss, says, we take the information we have now and turn it against ourselves. Why do you think we do that? Does this have something to do with not good enough feelings? Do we pin this badge on and walk around with it, believing it to be true? Where even does this feeling come from? If what I am now saying is beginning to resonate with some of you, I would ask that you take a moment to reflect on the statement again. We take the information we have now and turn it against ourselves. It is a personal decision made either consciously or unconsciously. What happens as you begin to give it thought? It is a powerful statement and one which allows us to reflect on whether or not we want to continue to turn it against ourselves. Or perhaps there is another, more productive way of looking at life situations and moving toward a place of, I am good enough. Is that scary to even think about? Perhaps I am not good enough has been ingrained for so long that the very thought of turning it into, I am good enough, and even saying it out loud, may prove difficult. If what I have been talking about today is resonating with you, and you feel as though you would like to begin to make even subtle changes to the way you have been communicating with yourself and you are not sure where to begin, perhaps talking to a counsellor or a psychologist could be a good starting point. As with all my podcasts, I always say it is so very important to care for yourselves after listening today. Thoughts and feelings can surface, so please be kind. Give yourself a big hug and know you are able to seek the support you may feel you need to change an ingrained pattern in your life. Thanks so much for listening. 
As always, I am so thrilled to receive any feedback and you may contact me at mail at jambaylisscounselling.com.au.